surprise. Here we go. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm joined by my regular guests, Joey. Hi, Russ. Mike. Hello. And Tom. Hi there. This is going to be about, this is an episode about sound. Oh. Is it really? It is. This is a surprise episode. I, I'm, um, you, the listeners, are finding out just the same speed as uh, our co-hosts here, but what we're going to talk about. We've talked, and we it's come up before in one of our gunplay episodes, but talking about the need for making sound and mm. actually having a visceral oh. kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, before recording, we were joking around about kind of sounds and talking about how satisfying they can be or yeah. we didn't even get into the annoyance because that's uh, something it's else. The other side of it, yeah. we, can definitely, we can definitely jump into that, but... <laughs> I've. It made me actually go back to a few children that I've had in class this year, who need to make mm-hmm. noise, mm-hmm. and at times it definitely feels like it's for attention. Like I'm gonna keep doing this loud, piercing sound repetitively over and over until you come and get me because I need. And I think to me it's, it's mm-hmm. that feeling of I'm asking for help. I can't say. Can you come help me? But I know I need an adult mm-hmm. right now because I'm either overstimulated, I'm frustrated, but I need some one-on-one. Right. And I know this is a great way to do it. But I also would watch how some of these children were making sounds, and it almost looked like it was a sensory, mm-hmm. it was sensory input mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. to uh-huh. be oh, yeah, yeah. calming, satisfying, or just like I need to make this sound mm-hmm. to fulfill something inside so i was just it kind mm-hmm. of i wondered yeah. you know other examples that you all have, I have seen. this great video where um i would use it when i was helping teachers learn to do like um authentic observations right mm-hmm. so trying to write objective anecdotes looking at these two kids these two kids i've been using the same video for years so it's great so i've seen this video like a few hundred times you know and they're yeah. all like looking at it for the first time but these two kids have a bowling ball and blocks like sort of unit blocks that you'd have in a classroom Mm -hmm. and they'd set up the blocks and they walk over and they like roll the ball and the blocks fall over and the two kids so it's it's kind of a challenge when you're trying to write down because they never talk just like oh ah mm." it like all these weird like guttural sounds yeah um and most of the participants are women and many of them married to men where they're like, eh, it sounds like my husband. Yeah, there's always that <laughs> comment, but it's like, yeah. I don't know if it's because it's two boys or not. I don't think there's a gender to making sound. But there is something like they are expressing themselves quite loudly without any words. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, like that's a word that mm-hmm. they'll use. But other than that, it's like, mm. oh, hmm. And they never know what to write because they, they're hoping, oh, let just give me words so I can right. write like what you say. And instead it's like makes a satisfied guttural sound. I don't know, right. like, but there is something that's so cool to watch where they're having so much fun and they're so engrossed and there are no words mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they, if you, maybe you've asked that and the, have they been able to interpret what they think the conversation was? Or like, did they, yeah, did, that, did they, yeah, could they say, well, there's obviously dialogue happening. It's just not words, but there, there's a conversation taking place. Right, right. And, and, um, we do talk about it, I'm, and I think it's that hard thing because everyone sort of knows, mm-hmm. and it's also that question when you're writing things down objectively, I'm doing 
air quotes here. How do you write that? Right. Because when you watch it, you do see it as a conversation, but there's so it's so complex in a way. Mm-hmm. There's like eye mo- movements that's happening with it. There's kind of how open your body is to the other person. And yet, is that objective to write that? Even though a room of 30 people probably would all write essentially the same mm-hmm. thing. Right. Um, he showed that he was happy that the other kid knocked over the blocks. He right. was frustrated that he missed the blocks. Right. He, you know, yeah. like they're all right. there. Cause, and it's just, yeah, I just found it so interesting mm-hmm. the way... So, so are you talking yeah. about the the type of sounds that kids make that are over and over and over again, rather the than ones. <clears throat> rather than like, sound yours, your, your, your sounds like conversation? Well, well, I think that's the thing is that with with this, it, there's not only going to be one way to go because I think sounds sometimes I, I was thinking for that sensory need, but obviously this is a communicative right experience. Right, in that so, case, that, yeah. so that I think that's. Let's go. Let's see what else we can. Right. What other ways do so, we? So, so I w- I told you I was just camping, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, we had eighteen people in a little cabin, and it's not very easy f- for k- young children to be quiet, mm-hmm. and not so easy for adults to be quiet in this little in this little cabin. And I, you know, it, it, I, I. For me, the noise in the classroom was easier to take than the noise in this little cabin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though there, it's it's it was kind of similar, because sometimes kids get really loud in the classroom, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for some reason that doesn't bother me. But when you've got all these different conversations going on and you can't make any sense of any of it, yeah, it just that that's. That that that's the hard part for me. I always think kids are making sense when they're when they're making those sounds. And like mm-hmm. you said, they, they might be asking for help, mm-hmm. or they may be. Could some uh, of it be self-talk too, though? Just in the same way that they might be saying out loud, "I got to put the red one here, put the blue one here." Like the <laughs> noises are sort of their self-talk. Well, sometimes. I think sometimes so, that they're having. I think sometimes kids are having the same response that you were, Tom. Like that <laughs> that that the space is loud, and then they. I mean, th- you can drown out sound by making your own sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whether you're, you know, the kid, you know, so when you're making sound effects, but if you're making them loud enough, you're, you know, you can wash it. You know, it's like white noise. You can make your own white noise, basically, right? right? When you're, I mean, a lot of, I think a lot of kids have figured out how to do that. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they kind of mm-hmm. make like kind of noises that erase, you know, well, if I can be louder, and especially in your own head, you're louder often than than the sound around. You think you can drown that? I think some kids when they cry too, can you can you can you know when you hear them stop, like when it kind of when the cry kind of turns to a moan, mm-hmm. and then and then they stop, and then you can tell that whatever's oh. happening outside them is actually still more annoying. So then they go back because the cry becomes its own, like ah, you know. And mm-hmm. I think there's something physical, the vibration, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that we resonation. It resonation. Was, um, Knowing or learning that it's not until eight or nine where children start to be able to um, distinguish multiple sounds kind of clearly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That, um, oh, I'm going to forget, it was the team that studied with uh, Vygotsky. Um, oh, um, Bedrova? Yes. She, uh, she was presenting at National, and it was part of their discussion. And she said, Do you know when children can start dis- distinguishing uh, sounds? amongst other sound 
in the room with like two, three, four, like, well, right. eight or nine. It's actually right. kind of once they start to shift to that full kind of concrete. And when do adults operate. lose that too? Because I think I'm experiencing that. <laughs> right. Well, but I think that there, it, it can be harder because, you know, if you're in the classroom and you can hear the rumbling of the block mm-hmm. area and you can hear, I think as teachers in, in the classroom, we've all probably got develop that radar you can be in a conversation and all of a sudden hear that crash and look over and be like oh or you can hear i heard that cry but i know that that cry was the one that's like "Uh, it's so hard to go into a classroom and not know all those sounds because you see the teacher like it's like oh and they're like oh she's fine like oh (laughs) like they know all the different sounds just by like that right but I think subtle that, cues. Yeah, and I think, but but again, because they they're telling us those sounds tell us exactly, yeah. you know, kind of what's going on. But I think there's the that eight nine is when children finally start to be able to do it successfully, um, where they can block out the white noise and mm. still engage, mm-hmm. because otherwise it all just kind of goes Charlie Brown, where it's and it all just kind of floods in and you can't mm-hmm. decipher. So that's why white noise machines are so great for you know, infants to fall asleep because it helps them just block out anything Mm -hmm. else that's going on. They don't, they're just kind of lost in all the sound. So going back to other ways to use it, using it as a means of communication, but also I think it expresses that need. And I think I just watched a couple of the children who do play guns in the classroom and the way that one of the, one of the children would make this sound. It I mean, his, his gun had texture. Uh Uh-huh. And it's one that I couldn't replicate because I get, I know it, it's it's coming from like the back of his sinus mm-hmm. in through his throat, like it's coming through. Where some it, kids are like masterful. Oh, I he, mean, at their ability to create. Right. I mean, that they're they're yeah, their right mouths are like instruments. Yeah. And then I've just wondered, I've like with him specifically, or with even just other children who've had sounds that have that kind of. Again, I want to say the texture, mm-hmm. like if it almost has that sense of. It's giving me some sensory input. Oh, I I'm think just so. like, I you know, so. that's why uh-huh. I, I... I had a little boy who could make a weed whipper sound. <sighs> I, no, no, no. Like, you thought somebody was weed whipping. Like, I mean, like, wow. you would look around yeah, for yeah. the weed whipper. He was so good. So, And I think he could hear it that clearly to yeah, begin yeah. with. And then mm-hmm. he could duplicate it that clearly. And then think about everything. Else. I can't even make a sound, but... All, just imagine what his the vibration of his lips, the yeah. resonance in his chest. I mean, just right. like his whole head must have just been buzzing when he made it. And so I do think there was like a mm-hmm. sensory yeah. feedback. He could yeah. also make a really good um, tank uh, shooting sound. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to occasionally tell him that we couldn't. I wanted to have a nature walk without tanks exploding because he would constantly be. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just think that felt really good, mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was his his sensory need well, and, and maybe then that's <laughs> if we know if we start to recognize that it's coming out as more of a sensory need would we be would we be more accepting would we figure out a way where they could incorporate it in mm-hmm. because if it's going to be a means of soothing or expression or the the pressure cooker kind of release valve or it lets it a little bit of that energy come out because i mean i don't i don't beatbox a lot but every oh, once in a while, man. I try. I've tried you my best. You gonna do it now? Oh, I can't even uh, get into it. Maybe a little bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be, that'll be on the recently B- had. That'll be on I the B side. I forgot what the guy came to 
like what he did with the kids. I think he was like, you know, with acoustic guitar and singing mm -hmm. to the kids, but then he taught them how to beatbox. Yeah. But love the combination. When you do that, like how much your lips yep. vibrate. Well, and then afterwards, when you're done, it's kind of like that. Oh, the tingling. It, it just kind of like it still feels like your lips are vibrating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think there's that feeling of, you know, again, it's it's giving that input that I think. Well, one of my <clears throat> things that I use a lot with uh, more and more with kids um, is, is gum. Because mm -hmm. I do think that that oral gum, gum yeah, yeah, that oral stimulation. I think sometimes kids who are making just a lot of noises with their mouth, but also kids who are who are loud. Mm -hmm. We call it, it chewing work. Oh, okay. My school. I'll, 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 I did my chewing work. I'll work on. I'll mm -hmm. work on that. Um, no, but I think I have. It is gum. It's, it's not yeah. a scientific. I'm not a occupational therapist, but I that there's this sort of need to do something. There's a lot of sensory input. Something big with your mouth, yeah. and so sometimes even just loud volume is just doing something mm -hmm. big with with your mouth. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to just des to describe it. And so um there and and there's a lot of soothing when you do chewing work is very soothing. Um mm -hmm. and so yeah, my colleagues sort of laugh cuz I just I I I carry a lot of gum. Mm -hmm. And 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 you know, I have it on purpose for kids who I think need it, but then guess what? Everyone likes it. You mm -hmm. know, I mean 99% right. of you know, so I kind of just pass out a lot of Pass out a lot of gum. Yeah, yeah, and they'll and they'll and I know that it, it that they like it um, or that it's doing something fun because <laughs> sometimes I'm running out of gum, so we have to kind of conserve our right. gum resources. They will like take it out at snack, save it on their cup, and then chew it again. And right. this is the oldest, toughest piece of gum. I mean, by this point of mm -hmm. the day, you know, and I'm mm -hmm. like, all right, you really need that if yeah, you're someone was telling me saving it. Yeah, mm -hmm. their I think sister, I think it was is a first grade teacher mm -hmm. but she keeps like just a whole tray of carrots so when yep. kids need to like uh, you know so it's yeah. like her Snack version it, right? of gum yeah and probably you know a lot of elementary schools have a, like, well, a and, like, rule you know, around like, gum yeah and, no i mean everybody can use their own sense right. of judgment but Star the chewing you know, starburst is another thing i just feel bad about chew toys are a thing that like i mean we usually think of them only yeah. as infants and it's like there are people who need chew toys yeah, jewelry at any age. Yep. Yeah, the yeah. But I do think exactly. there can be an association with sound. Just in oh, yeah. wanting to do something right. big with your mouth. When and you then... think about the way your jaw and your mm -hmm. ear, it's like you. Yeah, mm -hmm. I had a. Yeah, you know, because inside, you, you you always hear people talk about use your inside voice. But if you if you got to use your, if there's again something welling up inside yeah. you, I think I think in terms of uh, when the kids are when the kids are. Uh, really silly yeah and mm -hmm. laughing and really loud i know sometimes that can grate and isn't, on yeah some teachers but isn't that voice mm -hmm. coming from inside them like in some ways maybe the inside voice is like, <laughs> actually really loud because it's coming <laughs> yeah. from inside yeah. but they're so excited and, and yeah and you know as adults we've been taught to you know, kind of keep it down although on this camping trip, I'm we're, we're trying to sing a little bit and making our own noises, mm -hmm. and I get a, I get a metal bowl and I start <gasps> tapping away, and they, they 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 put the kibosh on that really quickly. They say mm -hmm. it really travels well in the in the campground, so don't do that, please. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I feel so, bad because yeah. it's a great sound. Yeah, you you left the body percussion. And you went on to you need to go to the backpack camping <laughs> away away from everybody when you want to do metal bowl dance. Yes, yes. <laughs> but mm -hmm. are there are there times when there are? I mean, sometimes some high pitched voices grate on me, mm -hmm. or high pitched noises grate on me. I don't know about you. There's certain kids yeah. when they like whine, but it's like yeah. just that right pitch where it's like oh. Mm -hmm. like, 
Yeah. Whereas another kid might like, oh, another kid's like, eh. it's like yeah, no, yeah, I, no, I can't I even do it as high as. It, well, but I think it's part of it is the the sound of the and it's the annoyance. But I think there's also that. I think what it, where I go to because I've got a couple shrieks and kind of whines I can shrieks, hear yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's that I know that you. And this is where I wrestle. I try to wrestle it because you do need something. There's mm-hmm. something that's unsettled mm-hmm. inside of you. Mm-hmm. And it might... It's or you more, wouldn't be shrieking. Right. I mean, right. right. You didn't get what you wanted. You're not uh-huh. getting your way. You're not going to be able to eat your candy that you brought from Halloween. Nope. That's <laughs> not... And there's a... It's just, and it's like, when I hear that, I'm like, oh. So that particular one, I had this one uh, kid in my class who... Her wine was like, just really got to me. Mm-hmm. But what I told myself, this is that whole, you know, responding versus reacting, whatever. Yeah. But she's like, ah, every, like, every, like, two minutes. And all I would always do is say, um, I got to use a different name, but it'd be like, oh, Julie, you sound upset. And I just made sure to say that every single time, you know, and there's something about it, like where I was naming it and she was doing it and it took months but it hmm. you know it got, it got less you know it was like at first it was every two minutes and it was like every four minutes and it was every, but hmm. it was just really interesting to watch her slowly do that and to be honest like in the past I would have just you know that that's kind of hurting my ears or so I'd say right. something like that and right. it's just like it's fine to be honest I think about those things to some degree but it's not actually going to help in the long run like mm-hmm. that's the part that um, the kid's still going to do it. Mm-hmm. And you can tell them they'll be quiet for a little bit, but they're going to go right back to it. And I think acknowledging what the child's actually trying to tell you. So when it's more the whiny thing of like, I just, I was at a, had lunch with some kids in a classroom yesterday and they are all, because I'm not there very often at lunch, like, oh, we saw, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They're, you're, you're, and they're just yelling. Mike's here, let's, yeah. yeah, let's. And it's just that thing of really having to like, you know, do like the voice you did at the beginning. Oh, what was that? Oh, really? Huh? Mm-hmm. The pond was full of frogs. Huh? That's that's great. Mm-hmm. And like that loud, and they're like, you know, they have to come in, and like lean in to hear me. And mm-hmm. you know that it really can work. It's not that ten seconds later another kid doesn't yell at me, but if I would be saying quiet down or it's hurting my ears, it would like just kind of my own stress level go up. But instead, I'm just like, I'm staying here. Yeah, <laughs> you guys can keep trying to raise my blood pressure, but yeah. I'm staying here. I don't know. There's something yeah. like I found, like you know, when it's more that that this is getting more into the sort of whiny and verbal yeah. stuff as opposed to the where you I started. Would tell kids the shrieking, yeah, um, or like a more like a scream that that doesn't that seems out of place. I don't, I don't know if this is right, wrong, good, bad, but I I do think it's I think they kind of need to know the social roles that screams yeah. have. So I will say. See, I think I need to call an ambulance when you make that sound. <laughs> well, that's another no, good I way to them. do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, like I mean, I'll help you, but we need a different sound because that sound, I'm like right. getting on 911, you know, yeah. and you you just wanted that shoe. Right. You and, know, like, and, I, and I mean, it's I, I don't, humor I'm, to I'm it using too, sarcasm which, with you guys. Just, yeah. I don't use it with the kids, but I will, I will try to tell them, like, that, yeah. that sound mm-hmm. means something yeah. else to me. So can we make yeah. it? Can we? It's funny in this context, this sound. whole conversation, it's been hard because it's, it is like we're talking about sound, so it's not exactly like, what is your, your wine screech the same as what you're calling a wine or <laughs> right. what I'm calling wine, right. you know, like. Well, I think people, I mean, kids and adults, we all have different. Right. Um, 
because that's the, the way I'd respond is different. If if yeah. I if if this child's trying to tell me they're frustrated, you know, I can, oh, you're frustrated. But sometimes, what we can nudge them to is like, oh, if you want people to know what you need, you should find a way to do it that they'll understand. Right? right. Like that's what you're right. really teaching, right. and right. that they can carry with them. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that that's kind of the so both summary. of our reactions do the same thing. Yeah. Right. In different well, ways. Well, that was that was kind of the summary. I was thinking. Well, I think that's the the if we viewed the sounds we're hearing as needs and right. as as a means of communication and mm-hmm. like your mm-hmm. example right in the beginning mike that it, you're able to have a conversation with just sounds right. and noises versus words that that can be an, a great way and i remember an example between a non-english speaking child and an english speaking child in my classroom playing at the ta- the sand table they couldn't talk to each other but then they started to drive and beep the trucks because the beeps when it reverses is always the same mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and they could laugh and they could beep and they had a great day together and they right. became friends even though they couldn't speak each other's language right. So right there was that piece of it the idea that it can be that pressure release of just i need to get this out or mm-hmm. that i can't tell you that i'm this frustrated but i can do this noise and so maybe it's that the the wrapping up is that maybe if we just kind of try to step back and really objectively what is this mm-hmm. what are you trying to tell me mm-hmm. It might be easier to take this input or honor it to say you need to get this out, mm-hmm. and but figure out ways to do it successfully that follow the social rules, <laughs> but that also, um, yeah, maybe there is a way to do this where it doesn't disrupt mm-hmm. the people sitting next to you. And knowing that it's not going to happen in one conversation, right? right. Like that, it's it's something you work towards. It's not. It's not. I, I'm just gonna make a sound. (laughs) 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 On that note, everybody make your favorite sound on three, and uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.